When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second edition of Coming Up Next. My name is The Vote. That's what I feel like I have to do now. My name is The Vote, <laughs> Brad Gilmore, and I am joined by the illustrious and the lovely and the talented Miss Jennifer Sturger. Jennifer, how are you doing? I mean, so much better now that I just won something on The Price is Right. What is this music? You know, we shouldn't call this show Coming Up Next. It should be called Come On Down, right? Come on down. <laughs> the Price is Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can fade that out at any point now. I'm just saying, I'm done with it. We're done here. Did anybody else uh, feel like we were just in a circus? <laughs> yeah, that music sounds like what white people think white people music sounds like. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just terrible. Just terrible. Anyway, guys, oh welcome God. to the show. We're excited that all of you are joining us for another week in this illustrious show. We're still figuring things out. We're still running the show. It's a work in progress, and I hope that you will be along for the ride. We're excited because, Jen, there's a lot of things to talk about. There's a lot of things there's that have been so happening much. in the world of the movie trivia showdown, as always, and we're going to get to them all. But first and foremost, how you doing, girl? I'm hanging in there, man. Uh, you saw me running around like a chicken with my head cut off right before we got started, which is kind of like why I'm still half-dressed in gym clothes instead of actually, you know, looking presentable for this. Um, I got a toilet problem in my new house, dude. This is bad. This is real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not not how you want to start off breaking in the new home. No, right? it's a real you crappy situation. <laughs> hey, Look at you. You are just so good. Um, I'm on my third plumber already. Let's let's put it that way. Well, there you have it. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We have a special guest joining us. So, spoiler alert, if you didn't just watch the movie trivia showdown match from today between William the Beast Bibiani and Lightning Liz Shannon Miller, 
We're going to be talking about that, and we're going to have a spoiler a little bit later in the show. So if you haven't done that, boom, timeout, jump ball. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. It is over for you. If you don't want a spoiler, stop. Come back to us later. But, Jim, there's so much going on, and I feel like we should at least preview what we have coming up next week in the movie Trivia Showdown. In the week of October the 5th, we have some great matches going on. And to me, one of the most anticipated matches that I can imagine is the Coyote. Let me hear it, Jen. (laughs) I can't ever do it with the gusto that I did the first time because it was so fearless. And then I realized how stupid I sounded. And then I've never... Let it down. Besides, weren't you supposed to isolate this? Weren't, wasn't that supposed to be in your sound board that you have on there? It. I'm working on it. But, um, of course, we're going to have Adam Collins taking on Brendan the Kid Meyer as well as big time. Ethan Irwin is going to be taking on the artist only known as Tom. Those are going down. <laughs> and also the Bachelor Trivia Schmodown Championship, Ayakanti versus Vial. Now, I don't know anything about The Bachelor. And, and oh, I'm, I do. I could I'm have competed in this for sure. I could have competed in this for sure, but I'm pretty sure you had to be an alumni of the show. That said, it is one of my guilty pleasures right up there with the mass Singer where I just cannot get enough of this. Uh, but uh, that said, all of my money, you know, all $2 of it is on Ashley. I think Ashley knows this franchise inside and out, and she is going to wipe the floor with Nick. So do I, did I say her name right? Ashley, I do... How do you say her last name? Do we know? I'm no? pretty sure that's it. They called okay. her Ashley I. Just stick with Ashley I, and you'll never mess up. That's that's how they do it in the. Uh, that's how they do it in the Bachelor. I, Ashley I. I'd be yeah. Well, when there's course. more than one Ashley, you have to have a last initial. Otherwise, it's just first name basis. So yeah, Ashley I. I mean, how would you do in Bachelor trivia? Would you do pretty good? Oh, I'd I'd murder. I would be like I would be an all star for sure. I would be an all-star for sure. I don't even think Nick Vial remembers some of the girls from his season's name, let alone like the whole history of the franchise. So, hey, he's a handsome man. He didn't have to remember any of it, right? He is a oh, handsome is that man. the excuse you use, Brad? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Uh, you're like, ca- I'm you're sorry. catching on to my game. I'm- I'm sorry. I'm pretty. I don't need to know how to run all of the boards now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all that's coming up. We're going to talk about the team's tournament a little bit more uh, as we go on. Of course, we have that horror free-for-all happening. Uh, team's title match pay-per-view. We're going to talk about that more later on in the show. But I think that we should get to a segment we like to call rapid fire. Are you yeah. ready, Jen? Oh, I was born ready. So we're going to have several topics. We're going to have four different topics, four questions, things that are going on in, the, in, in currently in the week of the movie trivia showdown, debates, things that are happening, conversations being had. Jen and I are going to pick a side, and we're going to debate it a little bit. So first, I think, is up first. The topic is, who will have a harder time choosing the three players to keep out of the grasps of other managers? Who's going to have the hardest time in this, Jen? Because you would have had imagined – that Tom Dagnino in the early goings of this season would have had the hard choice. There are five or six people he would have wanted to keep on his roster. But I ask to you, who's going to have the hardest time? I think that everyone is looking past corruption right now. I feel like corruption has the most assets that people want in terms of being a well-rounded team. Think about it. 
you know, they have Mike, they have Chance, they have Mike and Chance together. Uh, so there's two players right away that you know Shannon Barney's not going to part with. But then it gets a little iffy because, you know, Marisol's been fantastic. You've got Collins. And now mm. you've also got to remember Laura Kelly. So they are a stacked team. And I just can't see that Shannon's going to want to part with any of these players that she's put the time and effort into developing and grooming into the kind of competitors that they are. You know, managers have a lot of different styles. Uh, you know, some people lock them in closets like Kaiser. And then there's people that are you know, like Shannon that actually put the time and effort into getting these players ready for their matches. And I just can't see that Shannon, Shannon's got a very tough decision on her hands in terms of how she's going to try and keep as much of her faction together as humanly possible, because people are going to see these, what they may have overlooked in this year's draft or in this year's pickups. That's not going to happen come next year, because now we all know, we all know this loaded deck that Shannon's been playing with this entire time, very sneakily and climbing up in the rankings. First of all, love the word sneakily. Second of all, couldn't disagree with you more. Because in my opinion, you have three solid options. Marisol McKee, we're going to see. I think that she is somebody who, if I had a fourth pick, I'd pick her. But right now, it's Chance Ellison, it's Mike Kalinowski, it's Adam Collins, if I'm Shannon Barney going into next season. My pick for who has the hardest task to pick three players to, to retain for next season? Swag, swag, drip, drip. My man, Winston Marshall. Think about this. You have Andres Cabrera, who won the Star Wars tournament. You have Chandru the Chosen, who beat the unbeatable Kevin Smets for that Inner Geekdom Championship. Then you have Paul Oyama, prime time. Who's his partner? Oh, yeah, the delinquent, Lon Harris. Oh, and I think there's this little player maybe called Lightning Liz Shannon Miller. Look at that. That is a going to be a very... Very difficult pool, and we can't forget the one and the only the man who's known by two letters and one number, R to the B to the three, right? Our main man and producer, that's somebody who you need because he's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. He holds the team together. He's the spirit animal of swag, swag, drip, drip. So with those six players, I can only keep half of them. I got to cut 50%. That's going to be a difficult task because I don't know who it's going to be. You have to keep Andres. You have to keep Chandru. I would think you have to keep Liz, Oyama, and Lon. So somebody is going to get some of the leftovers from the swag squad and really be able to reshape an entire team. It's okay if they Here's cut the- me. It's okay if they cut me. <laughs> no, they cannot cut RB3. <laughs> they gotta keep the good ones. He's like... It's cool. It's cool, guys. Uh, no, but here's the thing that I, I look at. I, you make very valid points. But then on the flip side of that, you are really going to waste a spot on your team for Shandrew. I get that he's the, the, he's the winner right now. But listen, listen. All of those players on corruption that I was talking about, they're multifaceted competitors, okay? They are people that can compete in multiple categories, you know? We are potentially looking at a triple belt champion in someone like a Chance Ellison at some point. So I'm sorry, but like I can't see holding on to someone that's really only going to play a couple times a year for me that's specialized in Star Wars or only inner geekdom. I feel like now... The game has gotten so competitive, especially with all these point values, that unless you can trust that person to go all the way at the end of the tournament, they're not worth risking getting rid of people that are multifaceted players like Matt Kalinowski, like Chance Ellison. I hear you again. And I think that do you make some valid points? No, you don't, because you got to keep champions, right? You need to keep champions in the roster. And you want to say, oh, he might play one, two times a year. The man... In Andres Ace Cabrera, he won an entire tournament. That's including a play-in match. So if we have another Star Wars tournament next year, 
and he's available to play in it, that's automatic points. His are we really acting star- like anyone can take down Alex Damon right now? That's a that's a subject for another yeah, day. Yeah, we are talking about one. His name, Andres Ace Cabrera, and that's why you keep him on the swag squad. And the thing is, he did what was simply what people thought that he could not do, what was simply almost impossible of running the entire gambit, even going through Andrew Dimalanta in that main event, in that finals. And to me, he has all the momentum going into that. So if I could have two champions, I could have two champions. That's what I need. Title matches are worth more. Intergeek the matches worth more. Star Wars titles are worth more. And then you got to really figure out who's going to be your main number one. Is it going to be Paulo Yama, someone who's held the singles championship before? Someone like Lightning, Liz Shannon Miller, who literally lives up to that name? Or to the delinquent Lon Harris, who could be one of the top five most knowledgeable movie knowledge guys is what I'm talking about. Most knowledgeable players in the game. Winston Marshall has got this one rough. I say, y'all fire off in the chat. Y'all fire off in the chat. Winston, corruption. Shannon. Shannon I'm just Sweat. saying there's a very good chance that Chandru doesn't have that belt at the end of the season. And then you're really going to tell me that you're going to hold on to a one-dimensional player? Okay. That's well, how think, you're gonna. That's how you're gonna roll. Okay. Okay. You know, you know what this sounds like to me? You know what this sounds like to me? Sounds like you're hating. Sounds like you have a personal vendetta. Vendetta or vendetta? Either one. Whichever the way you say it, I feel like you have a vendetta against my man Chandru because he went out there and he beat the unbeatable Smasher Kevin Smith. But hey, hold on now. Why don't we move on? Let's. Okay. Sorry, getting you, heated in here. I need to turn my air conditioning up. Thank God I'm not wearing sleeves. Why don't you? Lead us into this next topic, Miss Jennifer Sturger. All right. Well, I'd love to if I actually was able to see it. <laughs> oh, you okay? I'm sorry. Well, then let's talk I don't about have it. it up. Let's let's talk about it. It's okay. We're moving to topic two. Here it is. Very simple question. William the Beast, Bibiani, Lightning, Liz, Shannon Miller. We saw the match go down. We know what happened, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is the next topic. I see my, my run of show going all, all over the place. I think we're switching it. Okay, never mind. Excuse me. Sorry about that, RB3. Um, we're going to topic C. I'm sorry. Topic C. Here's the actual one. Here's the question. We're still working through Thank the kinks you. of this, guys. Here's the actual question. There's been a lot of talk about the rookie of the year. Recently, mm-hmm. on the Schmodown Rundown, we've had this conversation. Originally, we thought maybe it's going to be Ben Goddard. Ben Goddard seems to not be as active lately. So the new question is William the I'm sorry the new question is will the barbarian <laughs> will the barbarian I almost said William the barbarian will the barbarian take over as the rookie of the year or does the rookie upstart the coyote Adam Collins going to be the man the myth and the legend who walks to his rookie of the year trophy similar to those like Michael Jordan Listen, you already know who I'm riding with on this one. When it comes to rookie of the year, I think you have to look at the entire body of work and strength of schedule. And no one has taken out quite the legends that Collins has. I think that he's come in from out of nowhere and just seemingly mowed down people. And I don't think that you can discount that at all. What has the Barbarian done in terms of scheduling? Like, who has he beat that makes you go, yeah, that guy's going to be a force in the league to come? I think he is more of a product of Finstock hype. How is he a product? You're going to have to explain that one. Why would you say he's a product of Finstock hype? 
That seems Look, like a he's crazy got a statement. great. He's got a great character. He has a wealth of knowledge. But I think if you put those two head to head, you know what? That's what we should do. We should, we should, we should put this out there to Christian. Maybe we should have the potential rookies of the year compete against each other, so we can really see what's up. Although I like that idea, and I think that Adam <laughs> Collins right now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. For me right now, if I was given my vote of which one of these two is the rookie of the year. I'm going with the Barbarian. The Barbarian's been competitive in multiple divisions. He's He's been really the guy, the, the gym of the drafts, the initial draft. After the first of the year, everyone's like, who is the Barbarian, right? And he just kind of walked up to Finstock and said, I want to be a member of the team, and Bobby Gucci made him a member of the team. However, I think that what we have seen him do what he has been able to exhibit in the movie trivia showdown, not only his knowledge, but his ability to make other players better. If you listen to backstage, you listen to all 2,500 of John Roca's shows, you will hear them talk about the barbarian and how great of a study partner he is, how he is like a little shade that felt like a little shade, Brad could be a little, could be a lot, (laughs) like as many shows as he has. But what I was going to say is they talk about how great of a teammate he is. And to me, the ability to make people better around you and to be able to perform at the high level that he has this season, even if he fell to William the Beast Bibiani in the singles tournament, even if he ran into a roadblock named Chance Ellison and Inner Geekdom, I feel like his knowledge, his ability to play the game as well, as well as his ability to make his teammates better makes him the rookie of the year. No ifs, ands, or buts. So if Adam Collins, though, Goes on a run, finds himself winning the title. Sure, will I have to walk back these statements? Absolutely. But <laughs> yes, as it stands, will. as it stands at this very moment, as it stands at this very moment, it's the same case that you would make about an MVP in the NBA, right? What do you look at when you think of the MVP? Do you just look at the guy who has won the most games and scored the most points? Or do you look at the person who is most valuable to their team? Right, someone who is the most valuable right now. But how can I you think, not say well, that Collins on. is that guy? I think I think he I think right now he's hot. Right, he's on a hot streak. He's on a hot streak. But you know who he could be right now? He could be Jeremy Lin. He could just be on a streak right now, and then the magic ends. Right, the magic could be over. But if you can make your team better, you can do it on the court. Everyone around you is a better player because you're on that team. You are the most valuable player, and in this instance. You're the rookie of the year. So that's what I said. Oh. Y'all, y'all sound off in the chat. I want to know what you all have to say. I had and, no idea you were still hanging on to this Jeremy Lin stuff. <laughs> oh man, he came and played for the Rockets. I remember. These, I know. I remember this season. Okay. I remember. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But that said, you're talking about about who the Barbarians played. You're not acknowledging the run that Collins has had and who he's had to go through to get to where he is. And who he's going to be facing. Okay. Like, so if he finally wins this last match, who, who's he going to, you know, if he wins this next match, then what? Mm-hmm. You're telling me, what does he have to do? He has to win the entire tournament? He's got to win the entire tournament. If Absolutely. he wins the he's entire the tournament, will you concede? Will you concede that he deserves rookie of the year? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I will concede that. But, th- but that is my point. RB3, right clip this. Clip look, this right look, now. Look, look, look. <laughs> the great Kanye West on a song one time, it was the Deuces remix. He said, 
you're going to be hot a little while. I'm going to be rich forever, right? Right now, Collins is hot. Is he going to be hot for a little while or is he going to be rich forever? That's what we're going to have to find out. That's what we're going to have to see. And for me, I think right now, Barbarian keeps that throne. We got one more hot topic, our, our, our rapid fire topic, until we move on into our first break. And we're going to be having a special guest on again. It's going to be the winner of the match that went down today. If you didn't watch the match, uh, you might want to hit the Pazaruski, come back to us later because we're going to have that person on and they will spoil it. But final topic, Jen. It's a simple question. When this season first started out, there were two teams that everybody said when we knew the managers at the, at the spectacular four of them. There were two teams that we are all pretty confident were going to be battling it out all year. One of them was Bobby Gucci. One of them was Finstock. The other one was the usual suspects, Sam Levine, a man who had held both championships, won the free-for-all, won tournaments, did everything there was to do in the game, one of the most knowledgeable players and one of the most uh, strategic players in the history of the movie trivia showdown. However, they haven't really played that well this season. They're very low in the rankings. They have been close to the bottom, if not the bottom, <laughs> throughout the season. So the question is, what's wrong with the usual suspects? This is like kind of a loaded question. I don't know that. Here's the thing. You know how some guys can be amazing players, but they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily translate to a manager position. You know, when you mm -hmm. talk about baseball or any kind of pro sport, honestly, where just because you can do it doesn't mean you can coach it, you know? And likewise, like there've been players that have been out of the mill mediocre players but they just get how to get the best out of people and those are the kind of guys those clubhouse type guys are, are the guys that usually end up being able to make that transition and be a good coach and teach others how to do the things that they did I think Sam Levine a lot of the times when he was when when he was having his run he relied on a lot of raw knowledge I don't feel like Sam's the kind of guy that had to study as much as everybody else just because he's such a wealth of information but that said you can't give that to your players through osmosis, you know, and I'm not sure. Look, every player is going to have their own coaching style and you've got to figure out what it is that your players need from you as a manager and what that relationship is going to be like. That said, at some point, if their style isn't working in terms of getting a W for you, you've got to sit down and say, all right, where are we falling short? You know, are we struggling in the third round? Uh, you know, like, like Janine has famously said that she does. Like, are we with, with Ethan? It's like, for as knowledgeable as he is in certain categories, he has some glaring gaps in his knowledge. And it's like, why haven't we just plugged this up? You know, why haven't we been able to fix those gaps so that way we can come into the matches as more rounded players? Or is it more about pre-strategy where it's like going in, you're like, these are the categories that I know I'm going to study. And these are the categories that I think my opponent's going to study. So I'm going to, you know, potentially get a little, a little, uh, you know, knowledge in that area, but it's like having a plan and then coming in and being able to change that plan. And you have to be able to rely on your manager to have those strategies for you and to know how you respond best. So I just don't know that being a great player is, is necessarily what it takes to be a great manager because look, I love Winston. I absolutely adore Winston. I love Shannon. Do I think either of them were amazing Schmodown players? No. We haven't even really seen if Shannon has a ton of movie trivia knowledge. That mm -hmm. said, I think she's definitely picked some up living in the household that she does and doing all the coaching that she's been doing, but that's just how she runs her game. So again, when it comes to Sam Levine, I don't necessarily think that his knowledge as a player 
and his skills as a player and his strategies as a player for some reason are translating to his players. And that just a lot of the time comes to having the relationship with your competitors enough to know how they need to be coached. I think that you make a lot of great points and not always the greatest player can make the the best coach. Not all, not only could the greatest player of all time maybe necessarily be the best owner, like look at Michael Jordan, right? However, in this regard, I can't put the blame on Sam Levine. And I'll tell you why. Sam Levine, his first draft pick, Drew McQueenie and Andrew Guy. We've seen how Andrew Guy has played and how seriously or not seriously he's taken the game this season. Drew McQueenie left right at the beginning. And then he had to make a couple of changes. He gets Ethan Irwin. He has Janine the Machine. He had Molly Damon. Molly Damon didn't really perform as to, to expectations in the tournament. But, you know, she's, she's a work in progress. Sure. Jen Kemp didn't really perform as well as maybe he wanted to. Uh, Sabina Graves didn't perform as well as he wanted to. Robert Montano didn't perform as well as he wanted to. Right? So when you go down the list there, you wonder, is it the coach? Or the players not bring it on the court. I can come up with the greatest game plan of all time. I can come up with the best strategy ever. But if my players aren't going out there and executing it, there's nothing that I can do. So I think that Sam Levine, does he have shortcomings as a coach? Does he have shortcomings as a manager? Sure, everybody does. Is it his fault, particularly, specifically, for the usual suspects having the issues that they've had this season? I don't think so. I think that it's an amalgamation of both, right? It's 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 a many factors, and it, to me, the biggest factor, if you don't know the qu- answers to the questions, can't win the game, you can't get the points, your team doesn't get in the top spot. We're going to take that a quick break That was very John Madden of you. <laughs> if you don't win the game, you can't do it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have a special guest. And make sure you get in those super chats, those stream labs. We want to hear from you. Interrupt the show. Do it. Do it now. I do it for you. Coming up next, back in a second. Your final question of this round comes in the form of Pixar films. So glad I'm safe. (laughs) Name three of the five emotions from Pixar's Inside Out. Name three of the five emotions from Pixar's Inside Out. (laughs) <laughs> nope. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Dennis. Uh, anger, fear, and sadness. That's correct. Sam. I went with uh, sad, happy, and horny. No. <laughs> Hector. Yeah. Hector. Anger, fear, joy, sadness, disgust. And Draco. We'll take that. Anger, sad, and happy. Oh, incorrect. All incorrect. Right. And Robert. Sad, depressed, and happy. Uh, incorrect. Incorrect. All right. Oh, so oh my God! <laughs> Sam Levine advances. Sam Levine advances to the finals against number 35. It is Sam Levine against number 35. Yeah. Nice Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. All right. So it comes down to this. Sam Levine has knocked out everyone at the table. He is by himself. Number 35 is about to come out. They will have a best of five. Whoever wins the best of five is your winner and can challenge for any championship of their choosing. And now, introducing number 35. Representing 
Dagnino! Dagnino with a real new shirt on! I, life sometimes is not The Lions then drawing number 35. And because the four competitors got knocked out at once, because Levine he knocked everybody out, anyone else. he just walks into the Final. And just faces. All right, so let me at? let me just point out how fucking amazing it would be or will be when Tom wins this well, thing. <laughs> Stands 30, to win it all. All right, here we go. 30, 34 losers and one winner. Uh, here we go in the category in the category of Star Trek. What is the alphanumeric designation written on the outer hull of the USS Enterprise? And right now, Robert Meyer Burnett is crying somewhere. Yeah. And he's not in here right now. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Sam. XVII? Incorrect. Tom. VII? Incorrect. Oh. Uh, Robert, what's the answer? Scream it. NCC1701. NCC1701. Oh. There it is. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. Go ahead. All right, here we go. So they missed, they missed the first wow. one. They that was the, easy. Wow. There we go. All right, guys. Question number two. Your next question 6 comes fop, uh, fat body guy. from the category of crime films. In what crime film will you hear the quote, I always tell the truth even when I lie? Let's take a moment. Look around, Sam. One. It's a little confused. Five. Four, three, two, one. Pens down. Tom. Departed? Incorrect. I was Sam. going for Public Enemies, but that's not it. No, we were looking for Scarface. 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 All right. So it's oh, still tie game. There was a question on the show. Screwcaster Gomez and the Diaz brothers. All right. Wow, category, category of 90s. Category. This is, this is how this was supposed to end. Category of 90s. For what movie did Jack Palance win the Best Supporting Actor for in 1991? In 1991. This is one they have to get. Does the thriller video count? Guys, got to get on the board here. <laughs> All right, five, four, three, two, one. Sam. Uh, it would be City Slippers. That's correct for one point. Tom, that's correct. Oh, oh, wow. wow. And we are still tied. All right. Not just another pretty face right. with amazing chest definition. In what could be the second final question of this entire match, this number four. what popular movie musical directed by John Huston was released in 1982? Five, four, three, two, one. Tom. Grease? Incorrect. Sam? Annie? That's correct. correct. All right, this could be so it. So it comes down to this. If Sam Levine hits this question, he will win the free-for-all. Here we go. And welcome back to coming up next. That little break was a what we like to call this this uh this week in movie trivia schmodown history. 
And we got to see a little bit of history-making moment there from the aforementioned Sam Levine, the inglorious one, when he knocked off Bobby Gucci and won the free-for-all. That's just a little preview, a little taste of what you can get at the Trivia Showdown Quick Clips channel that is curated and managed by the one and only Frank Janish. Go over there every single week and see all the great clips from your favorite movie Trivia Showdown memories, matches, and more. Jen Starcher, how you doing? Killing it over here, man. I'm killing it. I'm just making sure my dog isn't eating random things around the house. It's like he's hanging out just in the peripheral and just far enough away that if he does get something, I can't grab him. So puppies, man, what you going to do? But it's so funny. (laughs) It's so funny because when we were finishing up that last segment, I was literally like, wow, if you wanted to just go ahead and take Sam Levine out of this and these little suspects, you can just plug in Doc Rivers and the Clippers. And I was like, cool. Thanks for rubbing it in. Thanks for rubbing it in, buddy. Are you a Clips fan? That's weird. Um, anyway, we're going to move on, and we're going to welcome our guest at this time. We're really excited to have her just now coming off of this massive match with William the Beast Bibiani. She moves on in the movie trivia Schmodown singles tournament. She is lightning. Liz Shannon Miller. What's going on, Liz? Uh, not much. Uh, hanging out on this uh, casual, casual Thursday afternoon. How are you guys? Uh, we're well. We're excited to have you because what – a match that was wow i could not believe it as i was even watching it because when the beast be a legend of the game you had your critics going into this tournament you've proven everybody wrong again how does it feel it feels good i mean uh i don't say i i don't i feel like i don't i didn't say enough in the match just how much i love Bibiani as a person how great i think he is at this game like he it was it was just a pleasure to play him start to finish. And if I had lost to him, it would have been a pleasure. Like, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it, I mean, it, it's exciting to win. Uh, but honestly, uh, I, I, I was nervous going into round two. And once I moved past a uh, chance, I was like, everyone, everything else is gravy here. Like this is, this is the furthest I've, if this is the furthest I go, that's fine. Um, so yeah. Uh, you've been one of those you've been one of those competitors that I've I've watched, you know, basically blossom into the 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 competitor that you are today. What has changed in your game and the way you approach the game in terms of is it just getting more comfortable? Is it the fact that we're playing at home right now? Like what has taken your game to the next level? I mean, it's a combination of all those things. Uh, I think uh, I got asked about this uh I've been asked about this a lot and I think a big factor was joining a faction uh, and working with, working with uh, Winston and all the fine folk at swag. Uh, I mean, that just gives, has given me a lot more confidence, a lot more understanding of the game. Uh, I play it, I think in a smarter way than I used to. And I mean, honestly, the, just the basic fact of like doing this more, like I've only, I only played five matches last year and uh, over the space of like six months and uh, I played a lot more, I mean, I play, I've played, I, it feels like, you know, great wise a lot more, uh, this year. And I just feel like the more I play, the better I get. Like, you know, it's, I, I, it's, that's just kind of the way it rolls. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, what's interesting about the movie trivia Schmodown that I think that most people start to find out once they get into the thick of it is it isn't just a game that you can play occasionally. You have to continue to work at it, right? So what would be, what is your workout routine, for lack of a better term, leading up to these matches without giving away any trade secrets? What is Lightning Liz Shannon Miller doing on a day-to-day to prepare herself for the next round? Well, I, I feel like I have an advantage in that my day job is – my day, day job slash night job because I spent a lot of time doing it 
is I write about television. And being a TV editor and a TV critic, uh, I consider it pretty valuable cross-training. I highly, I highly encourage anyone who doesn't, uh, who doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about TV but really wants to excel in the showdown to look at TV, uh, to look at TV as, as basically another, another venue by which you can get better. And I'll give you a good example um, from, from this match. I'm guessing we're talking spoilers. Uh, yes. Since we're talking about how I won. Uh, so uh, in the final round, uh, I happen to be a huge fan of David Tennant uh, from his work on Doctor Who. Same, same, same. Yeah, yeah. Originating from his work on Doctor Who. So, I mean, I went and saw Fright Night in the theater when it came out. Uh, I remember exactly what year it came out. So if I'd gotten that one as a movie release date, I would have been fine. Um, but... Uh, so I got the question, the David, the David Tennant question. And then uh, for the movie release dates question, basically what was going on in my head while, while I was like trying to, when I was you know figuring out the answer was, well, David Tennant joined Doctor Who in 2006 and David Tennant's big breakout film role was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which was the film before, which definitely came out before 2007. Ergo, the next film in the franchise, The Order of the Phoenix, had to be the film that came out in 2007. And so that combined with uh, At World's End is how I made that poll. Um, that that our was crazy. works so similarly. That's, that's yeah. so crazy. Because I do the <laughs> same thing. Where I'll actually, I sometimes, and I don't know if you do this, I'll tie movie releases to times in my life. Like where yeah. I was at in life, you know, or what was on television. Or I, I kind of make those connections. And so it's like, even though people see movie releases as a really hard category, it's like, if you know enough about that era, yeah. unless it's something that was predating you, you can sometimes pull from your lifetime and be like, all right, well, what else was going on at that time that that movie came out? And then it just kind of falls into place. Yeah. I mean, I think like a lot of times, like, you know, not only is my job thinking about film and TV a lot, uh, but you know, I think like in, ter in terms of training, like if I know I have a match coming up, uh, and like a movie, the, the name of a movie comes up and I don't know the name of the director off the top of my head, I'll go and quickly look it up just so that like, you know, because that's, that, you know, it's like just being conscious of all the pop culture I'm consuming and like, you know, trying to keep and keep track of like, oh, do I know that fact? Do I know that fact? That sort of thing. So, I mean, there's so much when you really consider it, but yeah, it's crazy. Um, if it's, if it's, if it's crazy to just realize how much like you said like you know life events how much you know like i remember I, I i will always remember who's in the movie sleepers because uh i saw it like in ohio at you know when you know the evening before my grandfather's funeral like stuff like that or um but you know it's you know stuff like that um it, it, i think that's the best part about being involved in this is just it it's just another level of realizing how much how much uh, pop culture can be a part of your life and, you know, embracing that. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a massive part of your life and it's also what led you to win a match. And if you, by the way, if you have any questions for Miss Lightning, Liz, Shannon Miller, you just want to make a comment or a contribution to this fine show called coming up next. We live off your donations as does the rest of SEN. So make sure you get in that stream labs, those super chats, interrupt the show. We're going to have a, sh a segment later that I know y'all are going to want to get in on. So yes. make sure you get those stream labs <laughs> uh, going. If you have any questions for Liz, I appreciate it. The link is in the chat. So thank you, RB3, for putting that out. But you won a match in a very interesting circumstance. So you just so happened to have a cat that we were talking about in the break, right? right. A cat that we like to call Tank Girl. 
Tank Girl is the name of the cat. And you name you name Tank Girl because Tank Girl was your favorite movie. Is that right? It's one one of my favorite movies from when I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And it just so happened your your match winning question was about this movie, Tank Girl. Well, I mean, what was going on in your mind when you got that question? Could you have believed your luck at that moment? I mean, I think I called it in the post game for that match, uh, my Slumdog Millionaire, mo- yeah, Slumdog Millionaire <laughs> moment, because that's really what it was. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I feel like probably there are more of those coincidences than, you know, that we necessarily mention. Um, the Tank Girl one was just too wild not to talk about. Uh, and even though I definitely, I definitely, I mean, the thing, the thing was, like, even in, like, the, you know, promo that I shot prior to, uh, prior to the, prior to taping the match, I called her tank girl in the footage. Like, you know, there was no getting around the fact that I had a tank cat. I don't know if everyone caught it necessarily, but, uh, yeah, there was no getting around the fact I had a t- cat named tank girl and I might have a connection to the film. Um, I mean, the more, the, the detail of, it's not just the fact that I have a cat named tank girl. It's that I picked her up from, uh, the shelter the day before the 25th anniversary uh, which I had been, which was celebrated with this tweet along event uh, featuring Lori Petty and the director. And so I'd been watching, I'd been, you know, watching along with that. And the cat was jumping on something she probably shouldn't have been jumping on. I'm like, Tank Girl feels right here. Yeah, um, so, it felt like so, the right choice. But it was again tied to the 25th anniversary. So I had, that's why it wasn't, it, it wasn't just back to my cat's name, Tank Girl, is that there was a connection beyond that. Um, so I, I wanted to see. The fact that you knew right when you saw this cat, Tank Girl was the right name. The movie lined up with this cat. I wanted to see if you could help me out. I have pictures of three different cats. Okay. And I I want you to see if you can name them with an apropos movie off the top of your head. Can we do this? Yeah, absolutely. I love this. Okay. So here's your front. So I didn't get to send them to RB3. So I'm going to put them up on the screen with my phone. Okay. Okay. So here's our first kitty cat. Beautiful orange green eyes. What do we got here? Oh, wow. I'm trying to think of a movie that she's very peaceful. She's got, she's got, she's, got, she's very alert and very peaceful. I don't know. This is what's just coming to head, uh, coming to my mind. First thing, Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye. Um, okay. Yeah. She, she seems like a very alert cat. Okay. Next one. Gray. Mysterious. What we got? Ooh. Uh, I think that's Miss Movie's kitten. <laughs> That's a that's a what we do in the shadows cat. I don't I don't know you, 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 you you'd want to you maybe you maybe want to name it one of the characters from what we do in the shadows. But uh, let me think. Um, gosh, this is tougher. This is tougher. No, 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 no. It's like, I'm just it's more like I'm trying to remember the names of like I feel like maybe like Annabelle. Like, Annabelle. <laughs> I like, like I like that it. one. I yeah. like it a lot. Because that's also a name where you take her into the vet and you and they call out for Annabelle and it's, you're not going to feel like a little bit of a weirdo. Um, <laughs> All right. Just, and then last but not least, this one right here. Oh, look at her or him. Ah, uh, gosh. That's a Matilda. Matilda. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> that she, is a Matilda. Sweet. You, Innocent, full of power, perhaps mistreated at one point. Maybe there was a chocolate cake in the movie. I don't know, but that is a Matilda. I appreciate the lightning, Liz Shannon Miller, for playing along with that silly little game that we had. That was fun. Jen, I want to, I want, I want to throw it to you for light, lightning, Liz Shannon Miller. 
So Liz, obviously we have to talk about the way you've been working with Winston. Like how has he been coaching you through this season and how has he impacted your play? I mean, he's just been tremendously calm and supportive. Um, and it's, it's really funny. Uh, I think it was in the lead up to round three uh, during my match with chance where I was watching it. I was watching the playback and of course you can't see your own face. Well, you can, I guess, in video chatting, but I was just basically kind of like, you know, trying to get ready, get in my head, get get out of my head for, for round three. And he, I, I forget his exact words, but he just talked the way he talked to me in the pep talk for that one. He was just like, you know, relax, calm down, uh, you know, you know, adjust your hat. And I just, I, I was looking at my, the expression on my face. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's why you have a manager. That's why you do it. Like, I think he, I think he's just very good. I think he's just a very personable person. And so he knows what his, and, he, and we're, he, swag is not a unified group. Like we're all pretty different people. We all are fundamentally good people, I think, uh, or just, and we, we all, we all see, we all seem to genuinely like each other to some degree, at least. Um, and I think he, I think he just knows how to read. I think Winston is just really good at reading people and figuring out what they need. Like he knows, I, he knows he doesn't need to go overbearing. He just knows I need to, you know, he just, I just need to relax, get out of my head and have fun. And that, cause that's well, what it should be. I've got a really cool surprise for you. So yeah? we talked, I, yeah, I talked to Winston actually a little bit earlier oh. today and I asked him to talk about why everyone in the league should be put on notice by you. And he sent us this really <laughs> cool, I, he sent us this really cool video that I hope to God he was not driving to anywhere but in his driveway when he did this. But uh, RB3, can we play that video for? What is there to say about Liz Shannon Miller that hasn't already been said in her matches? I mean, nicest person ever, you saw her. She's a bad mother, shut your mouth because I mean, you know, She'd come in here and smack you around. She'd go ahead and get a TKO on you real quick or take your beautiful little bracket and turn it upside down by eliminating the quote-unquote player of the year. So let's just say while on the one hand, I put mad respect on the name of Bibiani because he is the beast. He has the nickname for a reason. On the other hand, y'all need to start putting some mad respect on Liz Shannon Miller's name because lightning continues to strike all up and down the schmodown. <laughs> that's lovely thank you winston oh. i'm shocked Again, he hasn't started trying to file a, a petition to get your name changed to be slayer yet it's happening it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> he's, he's it's coming. working on it he's oh, working yeah. on it but we, there'll we be just shirts have, by the end of the year for sure absolutely we appreciate your presence in the movie trivia schmodown we're so glad that we got to see more of you this year and how great and how active and how memorable these matches have been that is lightning liz shannon miller let the people know where they can find you and follow you and what you got going on Oh, uh, can I just mention one thing? Yeah. I, I, I actually legit have meant to email Christian about this, but I'll put this challenge out to the Schmodown community. Um, I will, I want to, I want, so my mom's been watching my matches and she's been, she's pretty good. Like she knew, she knew that John Carter question that John, that Chance got, and she's real, real up on Disney. So I'm trying to, I figure, I figure I can probably convince her to play a team's match as my partner in the category in, in the realm of Disney, a Disney ex, 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 exhibition match, uh, me and my mom, uh, I, I, I put the call out. If someone wants to, wants to take me up on it, just let me know. Oh my this gosh, mother, I would love that. This has that. Mother's Day written all over it. We gotta, <laughs> we've got plenty of time to plan, let's be real. But yeah. hmm, I think we know some people. We might be able to get this done. 
I think that that's a great idea. That is the bracket buster, Liz Shannon Miller, Lightning Liz Shannon Miller. We appreciate you, Liz. We Thank have you. more oh. for you all coming up next. say about Liz Shannon Miller that hasn't already been said in the nicest person ever you saw her. Bad mother shut your mouth because I mean, you know, she come in here and smack you around. She would go ahead and get a TKO on you real quick or take your beautiful little bracket and turn it upside down by eliminating the quote unquote player of the year. So let's just say while on the one hand, I put mad respect on the name of Bibiani because he is the beast. He has the nickname for a reason. On the other hand, y'all need to start putting some mad respect on Liz Shannon Miller's name because lightning continues to strike all up and down the schmodown. Just like that, there was peace in the Schmodown. For now. Welcome back to Coming Up Next. That was Lightning Liz Shannon Miller. Again, we want to encourage you. Go in those stream labs, super chats. If you like this show, we would like for you to show us. I know y'all are out there. Tim Sim, Jake Acavetta, Canada Rocks. I know y'all are out there listening. So show us some love like you do to everything else. We appreciate each and every one of you for <laughs> sticking around. Everyone watching live, make sure you hit that thumbs up. Share. Do all the things that you're supposed to do so that more people see the show and that we can have this experience and build this community. But Jen, when we first were conceiving, the concept of coming up next. You and I had an idea. We were going to try it last week. We didn't quite get it. We had to figure it out, get it perfect, get it right. As you can see on the and we're screen. we're still not there. But <laughs> We're still not there, but we're working on it. But as you can step closer every week. As you can see on the screen, there is a picture of maybe a beautiful man to some, an interesting looking man to others. An but a man icon, that we all, though, in the schmodown. Exactly. But a man that we all know in the movie trivia Schmodown, he is an icon. His name, well, he goes by several. Tom Dagnino, Bobby Gucci, or Finstock. Finstock. The thing about him is you're not sure. And this is why we all love him. We're never really sure what's going to come out of his mouth. We don't know what he's going to say. It could be something very eloquent, deep, with a lot of wisdom behind it. Or it could be the most shallow, surface-level quotation that you'll ever hear in your life. We're stupid. Or stupid. The thing about this segment is 
We want you all in the chat to weigh in as to which one you think that it might be. This is how it's going to work. There are going to be several quotes that are going to be displayed on the screen. Jen and I are going to take our guess as well. Is this Bobby Gucci or is this someone else of notoriety? It could be a famous athlete, a president of the United States, a recognizable and notable figure. So we have to figure out and decipher from the quote, is it Bobby Gucci or is it someone else? Jen, are you ready to do this? I'm ready to rock. This is going to be so stupid. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Let's see this. Let's see how this works. It's a good I'm, thing. I'm trying to pull up my uh, my thing here. Okay. So can we put up the first quote? Is that possible? The first quote is up. Okay. Thank you. What some people call strategy. Oh, what, what some people call stalking, I call strategy. Do we think this is Bobby Gucci? Or do we think this is somebody else? Jen? I don't see any other universe that someone would say this out loud and not realize how creepy it sounds. So I it either has to be Gucci or Snyder, but it's obviously someone in our universe because it's just so absurd that no one with a publicist would ever say this out loud. <laughs> um, I think Gucci said this. I think I'm going to go Gucci too. Uh, anyone who uses the word stalker, it is proud of it. It has to yes. be from the mind of Tom Dagnino, um, which by what the way. What says ye in the chat? Yeah, what says ye in the chat? We're seeing Gucci quote, Gucci, Gucci, someone else. Gucci, <laughs> Gucci, not Gucci. Someone said Ted Bundy. Sounds like <laughs> Gucci to me. Uh, looks like overwhelmingly people are saying Gucci. So why don't we find out? Did Gucci say it or not? Please, let's reveal the picture. It was Gucci. It was Gucci. And it was Tom <laughs> Dagnino. <laughs> we got it right. It was oh Thomas Dagnino himself who said oh. that. It is a very Tom Dagnino quote. Okay, next quote here. Jen, you ready? Yes. Here's the next quote. If we can put it on the screen, RB, just let me know when it's there. Uh, one moment, one moment. All right. It is on, we it is on screen now. Okay, here is the quote. And this oh is this is one that I love as well. So this quote, you're never a loser until you quit trying. Kind of insightful, full of wisdom. Is that Bobby Gucci or is that someone else? It honestly feels too supportive. It feels more like a coach, right? Um, or, yeah. an or an athlete, maybe. Maybe an athlete, coach, um, but definitely something competitive. I don't feel like it's Gucci. Um, mm. Although, although, here's the thing. I will never forgive you for multiple reasons, but one of them is you couldn't make it to Atlanta, and I had to go in your place, and I shared a room <laughs> with Dom Dagnino for a weekend. But if you could get past the incredibly loud snoring that this man exhibits during the nighttime hours, he is full of many great and insightful quotes. Sometimes he comes out with one. So I'm going to say that this one is Tom Dagnino. What is the chat saying? Sounds too smart to be Gucci. <laughs> Definitely not Gucci. Not Gucci, not Gucci. Michael Jordan, question mark. Stephen Hawking's <laughs> Homer Simpson. Let us reveal. Was this Gucci or was it not? RB3, reveal away. It was not Gucci. It was not Gucci. It was not Gucci. Who was it? It was... 
Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka was the guy. So you were right, Jen. It was a quote. It sounded too noble. You know what I mean? Yes, it sounded very noble with a lot of wisdom behind it. Okay, Mike Ditka. That was a good one. Let's move on. Okay, here we are. Don't get me wrong. Mike Ditka says some real stupid stuff too. It's just he had a moment of clarity at one point in his life. <laughs> he did. RV3, can we put the next quote up? It's up, it's up, it's up. Okay, the next quote. My fingers are long and beautiful. As it has been documented, so are other parts of my body. Is that... Wait, what? <laughs> this is Gucci. This is Gucci. That's a Gucci one if I've ever heard one. <laughs> has to be Tom Dagnino. As has been chat, documented. Chat, chat, what do you got on this one? I mean... So what we're seeing... So someone says it's either Gucci or Trump. Someone said Trump, <laughs> Trump. A lot of people think it's Trump, not Gucci, not Gucci, not Gucci, Gucci. Looks like we're half and half. So why don't we reveal right now? Was this Gucci or was this not RB3? Fake news. It's fake news. Fake news. <gasps> oh, no. It was the president of the United States, <laughs> Donald John Trump. It was me. My fingers are long and beautiful as it has been documented. So other parts of my body. Okay. The president of the United States. Well, there you go. Hey, <laughs> listen, that just goes to show you we may be talking. We may be working with the future president of the United States. <laughs> we might be. I think that we might only have time for one or two more. Yeah, uh, we'll save the two. rest of them for later. But what about this one? Here we go. <laughs> There's so you many can't even ones. get through it. Okay. Here it is. I see. Oh, where is it? America is a big pharma's personal amusement park. Gucci or someone else? What do we think, Jen? Why You're would sure? Dagnino be talking about pharmaceuticals? I feel like this is uh, like, like this is like a Bill Maher-ish quote. Yeah. I feel like Bill Maher might say it or Stephen Colbert. One of those kind of politically slanted late night guys. This doesn't yeah. sound like a Tom Dagnino one, right? No, exactly. Sounds a little, almost sounds too smart, right? It, sound, no it sounds too smart. So let's reveal. Is this Tom Dagnino or is it not? It's Tom. It's Tom. That's what? Tom Dagnino? Yeah. No, no way. What? what? America is a big farmer's personal amusement park. That seems too insightful to be Tom Dagnino. I'm actually shocked by that one. Um, okay. I feel like well, my, my, my Dagnino senses are letting me down right now. I know. I really, I really feel like that. Let's RB, instead more. of going, we got to, we got to redeem ourselves. Okay. Let's go to the, let's go to the next quote. Quote E. Let's last go to one. number E on that one. Okay. Letter E. Here is the last quote. Is this Tom or is this not? Here it is. I believe it's on screen now. Right, RB? Yes. Okay. The difference between stupidity and genius is that genius has its limitations. <laughs> that's a, that's Tom. That's a hundred percent Tom. The difference between no. stupidity and genius is that genius has its limitations. Come on. No, now. I don't think this is, I don't think this is Tom. I think, I think he would be more pumping up his own genius. Do you know what I mean? Like he would say his genius is limitless in some aspect of that. Um, no, I, I don't think this is Tom. I don't know who it is, but I don't, and maybe a philosopher or something or like, no, 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 no. Tom Dagnino is a philosopher. This is definitely a Dagnino <laughs> thing to say. 
There's a difference between stupidity and genius, and genius has its limitations. Come on, man. Let's see. Is that Tom Dagnino or is it not? And it's not Tom. It's it's, it's Albert Einstein. It's, it's or Einstein. Is that his name? Yeah. It's Albert oh Einstein. <laughs> what? How do you not know? Oh, is that Einstein? Is that how you say it? Einstein. Einstein. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure. I want to make sure. You know. Oh man! Oh. So that is Einstein. Thank you, RV three. Um, that that we we have several other quotes, but we're gonna stop there. That is, did Tom Dagnino say it or not? It was not Tom Dagnino. But as I think we've seen, at times he can be an idiot. At times he can be a genius. Philosopher. There's a thin line, and he crosses it greatly. Oh man, we're gonna take a quick break. But coming up next, we're going to be looking at those faction standings. We're going to be talking about what we can expect next week and what you can expect from the show. Again, send in those stream labs, those super chats. That's how we get this thing continuing to go. We got to keep it on the railroad tracks and keep going straight ahead into the weeks to come. This is coming up next, and we'll be back in a second. I'm proud to announce... I am finally getting to do the movie trivia schmodown. It's been a long time coming. This schmo wants in, man. Chris Jericho faces Kevin Smith in the movie trivia schmodown. Watch it at New York Comic Con. We have taken the best in movie trivia in the world, and we have placed them up. It's going to go pretty quick, but it's going to loop. I am proud to announce I am finally getting to do the movie trivia schmodown. It's been a long time coming. This schmo wants in, man. Chris Jericho faces Kevin Smith in the movie trivia schmodown. Watch it at New York Comic Con. We have taken the best in movie trivia in the world, and we have placed them up against one another. The Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, you're watching a massive, massive match. That's right, the Schmodown Entertainment YouTube. Subscribe to us today. You can follow us on the Schmodown, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine. Look that shit up. I'm not messing around. And welcome back to coming up next. Thank you for staying with us uh, during that commercial break. Uh, this show is a work in progress. We're all working on it. So sometimes we're going to have some minor interruptions so that we can get ready for our next segment and get ready to entertain you. Jen, thank you for showing me the dog. <laughs> hey, you know, I thought we could all use a little emotional support right now. Like you said, this is a work in progress and it's going to be one of the most tech heavy and innovative shows that the Schmodown and SCN has put on. So Bear with us, it's going to grow. Thank you for being here right now at the ground floor with us because it can only go up from here. It can only go up from here. And we want to give a big shout out to Brian, Christian, Courtney, and of course, RB3, the man behind the magic for making this show possible as well. We got to give a big shout out to Paul Denuzio for joining the team and helping us with yes. this show. We appreciate his assistance. Jim, I feel like we're about to have to wrap this thing up. We've gone a little bit longer than anticipated, but that's mm -hmm. okay. Um, what I want to talk about, let's look at these faction 
standings, the current faction standings in the movie trivia showdown. Because when it is tournament season, a lot of the times things will flip quick in the movie yes. trivia showdown. So if I have this right, I'm looking for my graphic here so I can tell you exactly what they are. I just had it pulled up. So give me one second so I can look at the asset. But as far as we know, there's been several upsets here in the movie trivia showdown as of late. And here it is what I have according to my graphic. Hopefully it is the most up to date. The Finstock exchange is still in the number one spot. Is that what we have here? Is the graphic on the screen? It's getting there. Okay. <laughs> the Finstock exchange, according to my graphic that I have is still in the number one spot. Do you think there it is? We're still in the number one spot with 47 points. Corruption with 46, swag with 45. The top three is maintained consistent. Um, what do you think, Jen? Do you do you believe that the Finstock Exchange will be able to hold on until the end? Uh, it's not looking great right now, to be honest. I mean, look, we still have obviously the team's tournament coming up, but we're still in the middle of the singles. And it's just not looking fantastic for Finstock. I mean, they lost out in some earlier rounds. And, and so before you go on, allow me allow me to make one correction. Actually, because of Lightning Liz Shannon Miller's win, now Swag is, I believe, in the number one place with 48 points. Wow. Wow. Really? Mm. Wow. We're going to have to get a react from uh, Tom next week because that's insane. And look. I never put it past them. They always seem to climb their, the exchange always seems to like claw their way back up to the top, but this is huge, you know, and I think it's going to be a dog fight, but for the next, for the rest of the season between the exchange corruption and swag, I just feel like we're going to keep just shuffling those top three places and who knows, maybe a dark horse will come out of nowhere, but right now, whew, I think you're just going to be seeing a lot of place shifting going on from now until the end of the season. I think that there's going to be a lot of shifting. You know, it was almost like when the NBA came back in this bubble, you saw the seating just constantly changing game to game, game to game. It was constantly changing. So we will see. I'm excited. But out of the two matches that we know we're getting next week, Sands the Bachelor match, I want to talk about Ethan Irwin versus Tom Collins versus Brendan Meyer. Which one are you looking forward to most? Collins versus Brendan Meyer, honestly. And I feel like he, Brendan Meyer is going to be a, a tough opponent for him to get past. Uh, but I don't know. I do think that the kid still has some gaps in his game. And I don't see where Collins is flawed yet. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't really seen his weaknesses. But again, the further we get along in this tournament, the harder this is going to get in terms of the competition, but you got to hand it to all these young kids. It's all the youngins that are still hanging in there. You notice that? Yeah. Yeah. They're still, they're, they're hanging in, man. You know what though? I'm actually looking forward to this match as well between Adam Collins and Brendan, the kid Meyer. And I think that we all know who I'm going to be picking for this match. Give us some Rony brother. Oh yeah. I'm going to be picking the fine young tender Brendan, the kid Meyer. Uh -huh. And if you find the tenderoni, that is right for you. Yes, that is what I'm going to be picking. I'm looking forward to that match very much so. And the reason I'm going to be picking him is because I want to see him stop Adam Collins so I can be proven right about the rookie of the year. Do I have selfish motivations? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I do. And I admit to it. But, Jim, I think that that does it for this week of coming up next. Any parting words for the people? No, again, guys, 
Keep it coming for us. And by the way, you're going to be seeing uh, a, something posted in the Facebook groups regarding us getting our promos from you guys because we want to see what you've got. Do you have the mic skills to hang with the best of the best in the Schmodown? So we're going to be posting some more information on that. Be on the lookout for it in the Facebook groups. And again, contribute. We love hearing your voices. That's what this show is all about is giving the fans a voice and a way to communicate with us in a way that you've never been able to, or the way that we've, we've wanted to for the longest time, give you guys a creative voice in the show and just help keep building this thing. So be on the lookout for that. We can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Absolutely. And we cannot wait till next week and coming up next week. We got a but, whole lot more for you. Isn't that, Oh, what you got, Jen? Apparently do we have stream labs guys? A couple, yes. Let's do it. All right, cool. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, Canada Rocks. Congratulations, Liz. I'm sure this is meant for when Liz is on the show. Congratulations, Liz. Uh, it just seems like you're enjoying yourself more than last year. Is that true? And who would you want to face, God willing, in the finals? So I'm sorry we didn't get mm. to uh, read that too, Liz. But appreciate. We will pass that along to her though, and we'll have you. We'll have her reach out at the Facebook group because I do think she wants to interact. I think she's embracing that. She was much. She wasn't one of the shyer competitors for a long time in the league, and now that she's starting to find her footing, and I think get that confidence. She's getting that confidence rub from swag. Uh, I think you're going to be seeing an entirely new Liz Shannon Miller. Absolutely, we're going to get that question answered for you, Kenny Rocks. I appreciate your assistance. Was there any more of that RB three? Is that the only one we missed? Uh, we have some super chats here. We have one from D Train. Is everyone else rooting for Liz Shannon Miller at this point? Considering she could be, she might be the first female singles champion. I know I am. Oh wow! Oh. I think that she definitely has the potential to do it. She surprised me thus far. I kind of didn't. I didn't know her commitment level right to the movie Tribute Shmoda, and now that I see that it is strong. She's got all the opportunity in the world to become that first woman to hold the singles championship. Doesn't she kind of give you some female Ethan Irwin vibes? Yeah, I mean, that's really been her comparative since she came in the league. Ethan's the one who introduced her to the movie Trivia Schmodown, so I definitely think that it is possible. Is uh, that it, Arby? We have a, a, a couple more uh, Super Chats here, one from Larry Lease. These are going to be some seriously sick matches. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. And, uh, Double L, that's my guy. Yeah, Larry Lease. Thank you, man. And uh, and Rasson King, I still think Ace is Rookie of the Year. I don't count that season two loss. You know, I mean, I think technically it's almost like that Ben Simmons, right, RB3, who he yeah. got injured the year, you know, his rookie year, so it didn't count as his rookie year. Mm. I don't know. I think that we have to count Andres Cabrera as not a rookie, but if we were, he'd be in the conversation. Yeah. And that's right, Jen? It. Yeah, okay, Absolutely. awesome. Well, we appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. We want to shout out our executive producers, Mr. Brian Mitchell, Mr. Christian Harloff, also our assistant producers, Paul Denuzio and Courtney Luby, and the man behind the boards, our technical advisor and producer, the R to the B to the three. That's Jen Sturger. I'm the vote, Brad Gilmore. This is coming up next, and we'll be coming up next week. See y'all. Have you made the switch to NYX? 
millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. 